0: This podcast episode may ruffle some feathers, but hear me out on this. I really believe that overprotecting our kids can be one of the worst things we can do for them. But it's our job, right? To protect our kids, protect them from harm. But this is sort of overflowed into protecting our kids from being criticized by anyone, from bad grades, from a tough teacher or coach, from being outside alone. Not only do they need these experiences to learn and grow, but they also need these experiences so they don't grow up thinking they are the center of the world. In an overprotected situation, any discomfort is immediately handled for them, and life resumes in their protected bubble. Our kids need to fail. They need to have conflicts so they learn how to resolve them. They need to be allowed to explore and try new things on their own, because that's how they discover who they are separate from us, their parents. We want our kids to be tough and confident and independent and happy, and even though it often feels like the way to do that is to protect them from everything and get involved in every conflict, unless it really is a threat to them, I think we need to step back and let them learn through these very valuable life experiences that they need. Let's go.
1: You're listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast, where we're obsessed with life hacks that make your life more awesome. Your host, Lindsay Dickhout, is an entrepreneur and business owner, a mom and wife, and someone who wants to do things over the top at all times. This concept started as a collection of things Lindsay has learned that she was documenting to give to her kids one day, and now it's a podcast. Join us on this journey where we talk about how to be awesome at everything we do. Here's Lindsay.
0: Welcome back to the podcast. Today is a full-on parenting episode something that I don't talk about a lot because I feel like I'm really always learning about parenting. And there are very few things that I know for sure. And there are very few things that I feel like I have mastered or figured out. But this concept of not overprotecting our kids is something that I believe in completely and something that I think I've learned partially from doing things right and partially from doing things wrong, which I will very openly share about. First Why do we overly protect our kids? Why do we do it? Because it feels right. Our job is to protect our kids from harm. My goal in this podcast, like all podcasts, is to bring up something that I think is interesting and valuable in our lives, to hit pause on life and just think about this. Are you protecting your kids or are you overly protecting your kids? Now, it makes sense. We see bad things on the news. We want to protect our kids. We hear stories of bad things happening to kids. We want to protect our kids. My point in this podcast is I think that a lot of times protecting our kids spills over into overprotecting our kids. I think we worry so much and we want to protect them, of course, that we end up doing them a disservice in some ways by taking protecting A little bit too far. So, for me, first let me get into some examples of how we could overprotect our kids. So, how about your kids have a conflict with other kids at school? Now, first, I definitely wanna say if there's, of course, it goes without saying. If there's a point of where your child is being bullied to where you think it is mentally or physically harmful, that's something completely different. Of course, at that point, you're talking to parents, teachers, principals, school officials, everybody to protect your child. I'm talking about if your child is having relationship issues, like personal conflicts with kids, and you step in and you, you know what, no one is going to, my kid's right Every other kid is wrong. No one's gonna no one's gonna talk to my kid like this. I'm gonna go talk to the teacher. I'm gonna you know like when parents just kind of step in when it's the type of thing where like the kid this is a kid issue. Let's let the kids work it out. And of course, our parent, our parent instincts, our mama bear instincts kick in when our kids come home and they're upset and they tell us a story. We want to get in there and protect them. But I'm telling you, we have to really be conscious of that and think. Is this something they could work out on their own? Do we need to get involved with it? And I think another big thing is when I'm talking to say one of my good friends, our, our kids are friends and we're friends, I always start conversations like, I know my child's not perfect, so I have you know, it's kind of like you take you take your armor off and you just you, I know. Some parents, we want to think so highly of our kids. We want to think they're right in this situation. The other kid's an a-hole and they're wrong. But I found that usually the truth lies somewhere in between, right? So I think that it's always beneficial. Of course, we want to have our kid's best interest in mind, but not assuming that our kid can do no wrong and our kid is always in the right. I think that that doesn't lead to anything beneficial. It's probably not realistic. And it also, the kids hear it. It also teaches the kids like, listen, you can do no wrong. You're in no way responsible for this conflict. I'm going to go defend you because you say you're right and that's it. I think that there's so much value into kids understanding that there are different perspectives and sometimes maybe the other kid did something more wrong but maybe they reacted badly so then it it kind of cr- created created a bigger problem a lot of times there's things that we can learn from it even if someone else made the bigger mistake more examples maybe there's a tough teacher or a tough coach and you immediately maybe that your child comes home has a story about, you know, some, you know, they were really direct or they kind of yelled at the class and you call and you're like, no, no, no. My kid is not going to be in this class and you switch them out of the tough teacher. Like, yes, maybe the teacher is too tough, but I think having those life experiences is so valuable. And by moving the kid out of the class, you, well, you're teaching them that my parent will save me. If I'm uncomfortable, all I have to do is tell them and they will save me. They will remove me from the uncomfortable situation. But you're also robbing them of the experience of learning how to deal with someone difficult. And let me ask you, when you're an adult, do you need to know how to deal with difficult people? Yes, every day. For some of us, so much more than we wish, but that's a, a reality of life. You're going to encounter people who are tough and harsh who don't say things as kindly as they could, and there's there's going to be conflicts. These are their learning experiences that we cannot take from them. How about managing every minute so they don't even have to think or take care of themselves? This is one of the ways I've kind of made mistakes is I will, when my kids get home from school, especially now that my girls are a little bit older, they have homework, and they go to a super academically aggressive school, little at this point, a little bit too much. For me, in my opinion, their workload is just so heavy. So I'm like, you guys had such a long day. Um, go up, have a couple minutes of downtime before you start your homework. I'll unload the car and the groceries. But I've realized lately, I'm not doing them any 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 good by giving them a pass. Like, I worked hard too. We all, we all work hard. That doesn't mean that, you know, the four of us unloading the car and the groceries will take five minutes versus me doing it by myself will take 20 minutes. And it's just that life lesson of we are a family unit. We're going to help out. It's not mom's job. Not Mom's not Cinderella. I already do so many things like like so many of us do and make the meals and clean up and all the things when it's something that they can be helpful with. I think that it's important not to always try to make their life so comfortable and do everything for them, like put on their shoes when they're old enough and fully capable of doing it. I think by managing their every minute and doing things for them that they could do were taking away kind of that experience. And like I said, for me, I am making a change that my kids are helpful. They're helpful kids, but like if I don't ask them, they would never think the car's full of groceries. I should help mom because I've made it too easy. I've said, you've had a long day. You have a lot of homework. Don't worry about this. I got this when I want them to be helpful. I want them to help other people when they see that other people could use a helping hand. So let's get into where I've gone wrong and what I've done right with this. I touched on like the groceries thing and being helpful. Where I think that I've gone wrong is I've gone wrong by overly protecting them and not just not giving them enough freedom simply because... I'm worried about them playing by the street and being outside. And I realize it's very, very unlikely that, you know, with reasonable parameters that anything is going to happen and they need to feel that freedom. They need to feel like they have choices and they're not, everything is not so constricted. I also, I feel like I have done a good job in the conflicts at school And with teachers and when they have conflicts, I stay out of it unless it's something where I really need to get involved for, you know, if it becomes a big issue. But I have become good at sitting back as much as it kills me, as much as I want to go in there and try to fix it and try to help with the communication. I know how valuable it is and I've seen how harmful it is when parents get involved and and you know, it's like, it's like throwing wood on the fire. It just makes this small thing bigger because parents get involved when I don't think they necessarily needed to be involved. One thing I think that I have done well is when my kids have a difficult teacher, maybe a teacher is being too harsh and I agree they're being too harsh, but I don't take them out of the class Because I know they need to know how to work through it. They need to understand not everyone is going to talk sweetly to them. Not everyone is going to communicate in necessarily a helpful way. But they need to be able to show up and deal with different personalities. And also respect authority. I think it's difficult when parents always are removing their kids from... From teachers or coaches that are that are harsh, and I get it—we don't want our feet, our kids being you know crushed and their self confidence being hurt. But I think there's a fine balance because I think it's like, well, I don't need to deal with this. My mom, my dad's just going to save me. They'll pull me out. I don't even have to listen to you. And I think there's something really important about respecting authority and understanding, even if someone's unreasonable or even unkind, how to deal with it, how to navigate it, how to how to get through it. And I'm telling you their confidence and just what they learn from it is so key. Another thing, how about every kid getting a trophy? I think that if our kids learn early on that they're always a winner, it's gonna be impossible for them to fail. And I feel like failing is one of the best growing experiences of our lives. It makes us do better and try harder and learn more and train more and, and, and study and, and want to be a winner, want to be a champion. The other day, my little guy didn't have school. And so I had a baseball coach come over to do, to hit some baseballs while I got some work done. He had one thing that day. And I probably, I didn't give him a heads up. I probably should have, because he just thought he had a free day to play in the house. So coach, I tell him five minutes before, Hey, coach is coming. He's like, I don't want to do that. I'm like, sorry, I didn't give you a heads up, but this is what we're doing. You're doing it. Coach is already almost here. You're dressed for it. You're doing one hour with coach. Then you can play and do whatever you want. He was not having it. Even when coach came, he's upset. He's crying. He, and he's four, almost five. And he's like, I am not doing it. And I sat him down and I said, Parker, do you want to be a champion? Not just in baseball, but in life. Yes, mom. I want to be a champion. Champions show up even when they don't want to. It's easy to show up when you want to. It's the, That's the difference. And he's like, I don't care. I'm not doing it. I said, there isn't, I'm just letting you know, I will sit here this whole hour. There's no chance you are getting out of it. So finally, we, you know, I softened I softened up a little bit in the way that I said, how about this? I knew you weren't expecting this. You're gonna do it. Let's figure out something that would be really fun to do after this. And he's like, I just want a McDonald's Happy Meal. something." <laughs> he does not get off it. And so I said, perfect. But I need you to really show up. I need you to give your best at this right afterwards, we'll go get a McDonald's Happy Meal. So I don't know. That's how I handled it because it was tricky and I wanted to him, first of all, I wanted him to understand he was not talking me out of it. There was no way. I feel like our kids toughen up so much when they just realize, okay, I'm going to have to be tough through this because there's no way out of it and then i thought you know he is still a little guy let's give him something to look forward to and then i don't give him a reward every time though definitely not but he remembers that time he was like man that time i was tough he's talked about it a couple times and it was only last week um you know that was really cool that i got that unexpected that that unexpected treat a mcdonald's happy meal with a slushy because i was tough like yes like i feel good about myself so you know, not removing him from the uncomfortable situation. And believe me, when I was sitting on the floor floor, in the grass in the backyard for a full 15 minutes with him crying in my face saying, I don't wanna do it. And just being, I just wanted to be like, of course I wanted to be like, forget it then. Okay, sorry, coach. You know, here's your money. Like, let's carry on. It's harder to sit there and stick to your guns and do it. But I'm telling you, it's so much better for them. He would have learned the next time he doesn't wanna do it, maybe even just a little bit, all he has to do is whine and he gets out of it. That would be the lesson that I taught him. But I tried to teach him champions push through and good things happen. You feel good and sometimes you get a reward for it. The ways that I have gone wrong, like I said a little bit before kind of with the groceries example, but also just making my kids life comfortable In a way that sometimes things are uncomfortable and they'll kind of look around like, what? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've made your life too comfortable that you don't know how to, you know, don't know how to kind of deal with this type of situation. So I try to not make everything so comfortable. Maybe they'll want to do a private lesson for some sort of sport to get better at it. I'll have them, even though that's what they want, I'll have them do, no, you're going to do the group lesson because it's more economical and you can learn that way too. So it would be more comfortable to learn private, but it's way more expensive. They can learn with the group, with the other kids. And just by doing those things, they're like, okay, you know, this is, I'm gonna have to really deep, you know, really listen and try harder because it's not a one-on-one coach, it's, it's with a group, but to be grateful to even have the experience to be learning something new is huge. So we talked a little bit about conflicts with other kids, and not thinking that our kid is always right. I think that's just so important and so important to not always, you know, save your kids, not feel like you're saving them from something else. I just try to step back and think, okay, how important is this really? Is this me trying to overprotect them or protect them from, from actual possible harm? The other interesting thing with overprotecting our kids is I think in a way it has become a kind of like keeping up with, like keeping up with other families, like kind of a status symbol in some way. Like the more you protect your kid, the better you are doing as a parent. I think there's really something to that, you know? It's kind of like um, if you let your kid ride your ride your bike ride their bike after school freely and not really check in with you like oh my gosh you're you're almost neglecting your child but maybe that parent isn't maybe they are thoughtfully and carefully giving their child freedom to explore and learn new things and you know have relationships and interactions and not just exist through them as parents this is one thing I'm getting better at and working on because it's difficult. It's difficult to let our little ones out of our sight and also not think of them as these little kids, but realize their actual age and realize that sometimes we might be doing things that we did to protect them when they needed it when they were littler. But as they get older, they need to be able to have some independence and they need the opportunities to fail, to try hard and fail. And we can't just fix it and make it better. So say there's it's time for swim team awards and your child really thought they were going to get one award and another child gets it. Whether you think it was fair or not, I think that the real valuable lesson to your child is is that sometimes we win and sometimes we lose. Sometimes we feel like it's fair and sometimes we don't. But that rather than say like that's BS, you deserved it, you were robbed. Even if you feel like that, that doesn't teach them that like sometimes other people have a moment to shine. Sometimes maybe you didn't see something that the coach saw that got that other child the award, but in that failure, like it makes us try harder and it makes us learn that like other people are winners sometimes and we're winners sometimes. That's why I just believe that. I mean, in little kids sports, I get it, but not, not everybody should get the trophies because not everyone is the winner every time they need to fail. They need to have disagreements with their friends and work it out. This is how they learn. They need to get their feelings hurt because that's how they manage their relationships. Even though it kills us when we hear our kid come home and their feelings are hurt and someone said something rude, we just want a mama bear action and jump up. But I'm telling you, by asking them questions, not tell them how they feel, but I've learned through through mistakes by just asking them, let them work through rather than me telling them how they feel or how they should handle it ask them questions to kind of get to get to the result there's so much independence with that and helps them really get a clear identity separate from us their parents of who they are if they go through their life kind of being like mommy's little princess or you know daddy's little prince kind of thing it's It's difficult because they feel like they're the center of the universe. We make everything easy for them. We take them from one thing to another. We put their shoes on for them. We take them out of classes when the teacher is difficult. They're the center of the world. They're our little angel. And some of us have wanted kids our whole lives. Of course, we want to protect them. We want them to be comfortable. But it's not healthy for them to grow up thinking that they can do no wrong and they are perfect. Because it's not the reality for anyone and it keeps them meshed up with us, you know? Like their identity and our identity is the same, which is not healthy as they get older. When we overly manage and coddle our kids, they don't get any of these skills. They don't learn how to navigate someone with a bad attitude or a harsh teacher. They don't learn how to cope with adversity or deal with failure And also in this whole topic, I think a lot about being durable and we've learned a lot in these last few years about the unexpected and we don't know what life is going to throw us, but we do know if we are durable and if we are tough, it will be so much easier and more smooth getting through it. If we're weak and we crumble easily, we won't be able to handle it when something really tough comes our way. So I think the lesson is we constantly need to, as adults and for our kids, flex our grit muscles and our toughness muscles so when turmoil happens in our lives, we can handle it so much better. Because we're tough and we're durable and we've worked through conflicts and we've had hardships and we didn't just run away from it. We dealt with it. We grew, we learned, we moved on and you know, we came became more confident and we know who we are. And I think that's the best gift we can give our kids, right? Independence, happiness, confidence, and those life experiences so they know how to manage everything that's going to come their way as they grow up and as they become young adults and adults and kind of enter the quote unquote real world. I really think that the best thing that we can do for them is to protect them, but not overly protect them, not protect them from the things that will help them become those happy, independent, successful, confident humans that we want them to be. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this podcast brought lots of value and made you think about different things you're doing or not doing or want to do differently when it comes to your kids. This is constantly something I think that we will be learning and talking about, but I hope you found as much value in this topic as as I did. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.
1: Thanks for listening to the How to Be Awesome at Everything podcast.